Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Phineas Club. This is a show where we talk to people from different parts of the world, uh, get their take, their opinions, their um, the, the way they see things in general about the news. And uh, hopefully we get to have different uh views on uh, different things and we broaden our horizons a little bit that's the goal at least and uh, we are going to be doing that today with my two guests first of all I'm Patrick Beja, and I'm very glad to be welcoming you on the show uh, the two guests are uh, both th three timers second timers um, let's say hi to Alex from the US first how's it going Alex Well, hello, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me on. I am very glad to have you on. And uh, we'll get to why in just a little bit when we tackle our first topic, which everyone knows what it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we also have Martin whose name I say with a French accent, with a lovely French accent. How's it going, Martin? Hello, and uh, quite broken English. Sorry for that. Yes, I'm Martin, and I'm really happy to be here for the third time. Yes, I'm a third timer. <laughs> third timer. You are yeah. from uh, Japan, for those who don't remember those first two times. You're French, but you live in Japan. You're married to a lovely Japanese lady. And um, yeah. yeah, so you've been living there for how long has it been? It's 10 years. Yeah. It's, it's been quite a while, more than that. It's been 18 years. Oh, my so far. God. So, yeah, I arrived uh, actually a little bit after you, you left. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I, I think. I did live in Japan in the early 2000s, mm. um, back when I was a young man. Uh, mm. <laughs> You're still a, a young man, Patrick. At heart, yes. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the lineup today, um, at, well, the guest lineup, and I was thinking, hey, do you want a show where you get opinions from uh, white men from 30 to 50 years old? <laughs> There you go. You, you, I think you're... There you go. <laughs> are you Boy, 28? Boy, we got him. <laughs> Are you 28, Alex? I can't remember. I think you're just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm just shy of 30. Okay, so you, you do... But 
get us to include the millennial uh, point of view in there as I, well. Yeah, I do represent <laughs> the millennial perspective at least. <laughs> um, nice, but don't don't blame your don't blame yourself and and myself because we are not. 50 yet. That's Actually. true. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. We still have that's time. It. That's why I said, so you know, 30s and 40s. under under 30 and 50 is the thing yeah. we're covering now. Um, yeah, yeah, you so know what you need is the boomer perspective. Don't have <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Actually, I'm pretty sure that would okay, be very boomer. interesting. <laughs> that would be. Really I'm pretty sure it one, would. Yeah. 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 That would. That's something to think about. Um, but. Not today. And uh, before we launch into the topics, I do want to thank the patrons who support the show at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. The link is, of course, in the show notes. Um, if you enjoy what we do, if you enjoy our discussions, if you manage to have some kind of fun or at least get uh, something out of the discussions, um, I hope that you consider supporting the show. It's very easy. It's a uh, super... Uh, uh, it goes super quickly, like you can do it in two minutes on your cell phone, on your mobile phone, on your smartphone. Cell phone sounds so 90s, doesn't it? I'm dating myself. <laughs> Just uh, click it, a click on your cell phone and you're done. Um, on and your cellular <laughs> communications device. Exactly. Cellular mobile telephone. Yeah. Um, and uh, right. and click also seems and click also sounds a bit old now. <laughs> just just whip out your BlackBerry <laughs> and uh, you're <laughs> on the way to supporting the show. Um, all right. So thank you very much, those who do. Seriously, I've I've already said it many times, but uh, I uh, it makes me so uh, happy and validated that you spend some of your hard-earned cash on uh, entirely worthless causes like uh, supporting me instead of spending it on very important things. No, I'm kidding. It means you think I, what I do is somewhat important, and I'm very thankful. Um, all right, so I said you probably know what we're going to be talking about first, but really, do you... Um, I Definitely, there are two important topics and we were discussing a little bit before I, st I hit record and uh, I think we agree that it's going to be uh, COVID and the US election and we discussed which one we should start with but I feel um, maybe the US election is a little bit more appropriate and we can cover it a little bit quickly and uh, you know like a band-aid as Alex <laughs> said when we were talking about it so the, the reason I'm really curious to um, talk about this first, actually, is because Alex is one of our um, conservative representatives on the show. Uh, you know, I joke about, you know, the, the white men between 30 and 50 perspective, but we do try to have a little bit of a different, you know, different countries, different uh, views. And one of those is let's not just have the the same side on the show all the time. And Alex, am I mistaken? You voted for Donald Trump uh, four years ago, correct? Unless you don't want to say uh, it. I, yeah, I, I, I did a write-in four years ago because I didn't feel like either candidate represented me. I think a lot of conservatives are in that similar boat, though. Okay. I mean, if you look at voter turnout in the last in the 2016 election, it was an all time low. So, right. But did okay. you did you wish it could be someone else at this time? Absolutely. I, I 100 percent would have voted for some of the other uh, Republican like potential nominees. Uh, Mitt mm -hmm. Romney mm -hmm. ran in the 2012 election. I absolutely would have voted for him. I would have voted for actually a lot of people who weren't <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> so it was it was a default vote. 
Uh, well, so you a writing not... a writing means you wrote the name of someone else on your ballot, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yep. so you didn't you didn't actually vote for Trump? No, I did not vote for Trump. But okay. I, I I do I have voted conservative in in uh, the prior election of that for Romney. Mm -hmm. so. so that that I guess is an interesting perspective. I'm guessing if you didn't vote for him the first time, I'm guessing you 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 are not going to, or you didn't vote for him the second time if you voted early or if you're gonna vote at all. Um, <clears throat> Do, do you that's the big unless question you, unless you think he did great for the well, past four, it, five you years you know in an awesome spot right now man oh man i just i tap my heels every day and i go to paradise which is my life right now you know there's i mean i'm i'm pretty sure there's a lot of conservatives conservatives that maybe they're not happy with the way things went with trump But you got a number of things out of his presidency, uh, not the least of which is the uh, Supreme Court, um, which now has, a num you know, m way more uh, Republican-leaning judges than Democrat-leaning judges. So I think some people are very happy with this. But yeah, let, let's just ask you directly, um, What do you think of the situation currently, and how do you feel your conservative entourage and friends are are feeling about uh, all of it? Sure. So, um, I mean, I'll I'll start by saying the the Supreme Court. Um, what's the word? The the the, the nominee filling the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. Well, not the nominee specifically. But just the idea that one can pack the Supreme Court with Republican-centered justices is kind of uh, a farce. It's, you know, jur jurisprudence is is very complicated. Um, and uh, Andrew Heaton of the Political Orphanage has done a really good uh, Judge Week podcast uh, section for his podcast on what separates one judge from another and how they rule. But it doesn't really have to do anything have to do with you know whether they're republican or democrat so i i know that that's how it's pitched in america a lot and especially if you if you just turn on fox news or cnn you're going to see that nonstop. but i mean I, alex I know if, that... if the issue of roe versus wade comes up uh and uh -huh. you know the, what's her name the latest nominee the the, the woman? i i mean i understand that judges are supposed to interpret the law and and hopefully Congress manages to write more precise guidance in the law, like laws that can't be interpreted in such uh, partisan ways, and and the justice system should not be adjudicating, you know, these issues to that level. But some issues, if they go to the Supreme Court, it's fairly easy to guess how some of the nominees or some of the Supreme Court justices are going to vote. Wouldn't you agree? I Because wouldn't of agree their at all. No, really? I think okay. No, I don't think so. Uh, I I know that ca the the Kavanaugh hearings and all that kind of stuff was an enormous uh, crap storm. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. You can. It's <laughs> fine. Okay, it was an enormous shit we're, storm. And we're talking uh, about and, reality, and, so we're already in that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> situation. Right. We'll be swearing a lot. It's 2020. Uh, kids, get used to it. Um, no, it was an absolutely enormous shit storm. And I think even in his tenure so far, which it's only been like a year and a half, two years, he has already voted. Uh, you know, Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to say, he's voted along two different sides. Um, and if anything, his his decisions might lean a little 
in the favor of Democrats. I don't want to say Democrat because it's mm-hmm. not it, it just isn't that simple. Um, Amy, Amy Coney Barrett may well vote against Roe v. Wade, but if she does, if you watch the hearings, she's a very intelligent human being. And she said that she's not above recusing herself on on topics that she does not feel that she can be um, objective about. Now, of course, that shouldn't be a lot of topics. Otherwise, she just shouldn't be on the court. Right. But if she if she if she does vote that Roe v. Wade is not constitutional, I am confident that it's not because of her views. It's because she sees the Constitution as this is not constitutional. And really, quite frankly, Abortion should be a, a a topic that is brought to Congress. It should not be decided by the Supreme Court, like you said. Mm-hmm. The, there, think, the, yeah. there is this this huge fervor that you know. Oh God, what if Roe v. Wade gets overturned? Well, hell, let's get a let's get a majority of Congress peoples to agree that reproductive rights are a human right if that is what the majority of america agrees mm-hmm. that it is you know like that yeah. that needs to be in the in the constitution you can't have this little thin string that you hang on to that is the Roe v. Wade decision that was made several decades mm-hmm. ago. I mean, yeah, it doesn't mean, need to be in the Constitution, or maybe they would want to, but uh, I, I, of course, I guess it doesn't have to be necessarily it can an be amendment, a law, but a it bill, should but, be. Yeah. It should be legislated, federally yeah. legislated, if the whole country agrees, or state by state legislated, least, if yeah. some states, yes, the majority yeah. of the country agrees. I think. I think you know I get half of all of my opinions about anything from my wife so obviously uh this is something where she has a lot of expertise and her reaction to this was you know supreme court yes it does have a lot of power but ultimately what it pushes uh it should push uh the system to do is to get congress to write clearer laws because of course jurisprudence is important and the interpretation of the law is always going to happen but it seems again this is her understanding her interpretation and i trust her for everything um it seems congress has been relying on uh judicial decisions a little bit too much to clarify things that were they were like yeah okay we'll put it like that and we'll see what the court says and that's not how it's supposed to work from the beginning so anyway okay yeah, go ahead. I I was just going to say that that the the state of Congress is such that we they haven't been able to make a clear decision uh, other than the CARES Act, which was woefully inadequate, and I think most Americans' um, uh, views. Uh, they haven't been able to make a clear decision about policy in a very long time, and we really do need something to force them to do that. They can't just piggyback that problem onto the Supreme Court. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but I it is, I take but... your point. Yeah. All right. So the election itself, uh, and I guess it's a referendum on the state of the country or on the well, on the current government. But so you are a conservative, as you uh, clarified, you didn't vote for Donald Trump last time around. Um, what do you think about the, the whole thing? Um, what do you think the country where do you think the country is currently? What do you think the election is? Uh, how is it going? Just tell us your sentiment. And again, maybe you are, uh, to the extent that it is possible, represented what you know of the conservative, uh, 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 not partisans, but s- sympathetic to the conservative uh, party people that you know. 
Yeah, um, I actually I I see a lot of clients in uh, a more more red area. I guess it's kind of a purple area um, mm-hmm. of Atlanta. So I I think I get a pretty good finger on the pulse of you know different viewpoints. Um, most people in uh, my circles of political thought are very unhappy with Donald Trump. Uh, they are. Uh, until until about the be- the end of 2019, they were grudgingly uh, happy with Donald Trump because although he had been a total shitstorm of a of a person, he had pushed pretty Republican views. Um, now I'm a little different because I'm more of a classical liberal slash libertarian, so I care a little more about budget stuff and nerdy stuff like that. So. I'm I'm just not happy no matter who's in office um, but, because everyone wants to spend more money than we have. But uh, for for those who really do care about um, Planned Parenthood, for those who really do care about immigration, uh, those those people are were very happy until the pandemic hit. Mm. Now, after you know, post COVID, uh, his handling of it. His inability to be a leader and a clear guider of thought in our country when we were when the majority of the country was terrified by this virus, um, it it he has not done well. He is not a good wartime president. He is not a good crisis president. He's not your FDR. You know, he's not your Roosevelt. So, I mean, even without being FDR or Roosevelt, I think there's a Roosevelt is FDR. Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, even being without being FDR, there's a metro station, you know, FDR, like Roosevelt in Paris, like two stops away from me. So I should know that. But um, <laughs> the even without being those, I think, you know, there's tell me if you agree, uh, Alex, there's one thing that is really annoying that has started to annoy me quite a bit with uh, the way some people view um, Trump. And they say, or I should say President Trump, really, it's not, it's unbecoming. But he, they, a lot of people say on the conservative side, say, oh, you know, it annoys me that he says dumb things sometimes. And I think what this year has shown very clearly is that you can't diminish it like that. He doesn't say dumb things sometimes. He says dangerous things all the time. Like this is, it's not just, oh, dumb things sometimes. And I feel like that's something that more people who were, as you were saying, kind of grudgingly saying, okay, you know, he did this and that, how much, how bad can it be? It's the system is resilient, whatever. Now are are thinking, okay, we got four years. Maybe it wouldn't be so bad that someone else got in office. I don't know if it's... Um- yeah, I I think that I think that that's that's a part of it. Um quite frankly, I uh never liked the fact that he uh totally it, it does not matter to the current president or the current administration that they are particularly accurate about what they publicize. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that's dangerous. Um I don't think it's the first time in American history that that's been the case, but I don't think that it's something that we should uh, that we should vote back into office. Mm. Um, I know that many people uh, in recent, I guess, months uh, in my conservative circles have actually gotten more upset with the president about his treatment of 
uh, the other nominee, Joe Biden, in the uh, in first debate, which was an absolute shitstorm <laughs> within a shitstorm. It was abs- it was horrible. But um, he was he was hor- he was a real bully. I mean, he was just mm-hmm. an absolute jackass. And uh, it it really irked a lot of people who, while we might be conservative, we don't want to see people beat up on other people, whether they're Democrats or liberals or progressives or whatever. Mm. You know, that's but really I interesting. Do think also, that I do think also that there is a there is an aspect of rural America. There, th- some parts of rural America. I don't want to stereotype because that's a huge part of this country that uh, have been sort of sneered at by what they perceive as democratic media. And I do think that they do want to see um, mm. those people get beat up on. So mm. it's a, you know, taking a poke. I wonder if uh, choosing Biden as the Democrat Democratic Party nominee might not have been a little bit of a stra- strategic choice to get Absolutely. some people in the Republican Party to identify with him and be upset when he would be mistreated by Donald Trump. He um, is the most Republican Democrat you could probably find on the Senate, uh, in the in the in all of Congress. Mm. Um, maybe maybe in recent history. Mm. I mean, he is he is very much a uh, crosser of borders. Um, and I mean, if you look at most of the legislation that he's authored, it it had very much uh, bipartisan authoring. To, mm. to the degree that you can see these days. It's, yeah, I was talking more about, you know, he's an old white dude. And so... Well, that's you true, him, too. <laughs> you know, if there are a lot of old white dude vote, dudes voting for, you know, the, the Republican Party, seeing him beat up in the debate would be like, they would feel it more personally than if he, he had been, or if the Democratic nominee had been a young Latino woman. You know, sure. And but, and, um, and it's more, more than that. His his perception is rather than Hillary Clinton, which was seen as sort of a coastal elite. You know, Joe Biden is not seen in that way. He's seen instead as a as a blue collar worker who got mm. into politics. That's his perception anyway. You know, I don't think any blue collar worker pays as much as he does simply in taxes. He's he's quite wealthy, but his persona is that mm. is he, he claims that his roots are there. And so it's it's harder to look at him getting beat up on on television and say, yeah, damn the libs, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. About, okay. Sorry about what you said, uh, the, the the white old dude. I, I want to to go back to the old dude because Biden is quite old, and he if he's elected, uh, he will be more than eighty years old. Uh, yeah. After all that, so is is the question of the age um, somehow debated in the U.S.? Well, Even Trump either, is not younger. I was about to say, hmm. yeah. Either candidate that is of a major party is uh, going to be the oldest. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I believe that they will both be, if they are elected, the oldest candidate to ever have been elected to the presidency. Hmm. And if you look at the average age of Congress, that is not new. The average age of Congress has been moving upward very uh, steadily, uh, such that I think last I looked, it's the average age of a congressperson is 68 years old. There are people who are 80, 82 years old. Uh, Nancy well, less, Pelosi, less than like Japan. 80. 
<laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> um, but we have young people, right? We have a lot of, we, from what I understand, we have a lot more young people than Japan. So the problem becomes that Congress people are not retiring and politicians are not retiring. And they yeah. are not letting new ideas and new generations come and yeah. come and lead the uh, lead the 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 um, mm-hmm. authority of the country. So, okay, we'll we'll uh, close the page soon. But um, I wonder, how do you think your? Uh, I mean, if Donald Trump wins the election, I think we know how uh, Republican people are going to react mostly, um, and I think you know the liberal people are gonna <laughs> lose their minds uh but if he isn't reelected, which it seems like it might happen and everyone is super careful about all of this because of what happened last time but the polling uh, agencies are swearing that this time they are compensating for everything and they've learned their lesson but anyway we'll see what happens it's only a week away now um if he is not be elected how do you think your uh, uh republican acquaintances will react is it going to be like a yeah oh well or like will they be angry with biden or what do you think i i was if you had asked me this question two weeks ago i would have been uh dreadfully worried um when the president was pitching his uh you know fake election Um, he was talking about how the, the election was rigged against him, which he said in the original election, even though he won, um, it, it, it seemed to me that that was going to encourage, uh, riots when, Mm. if, if he did not win. Right. Uh, so I fully expect that there will be riots if he does win. Um, that's just the state of America that we're in. Unfortunately, it's very scary, but that's the state we're in. Um, but even if he didn't win when he was pitching that the the dogma of if i don't win the election was rigged against me and the democrats you know succeeded in in rigging the election which mm. they didn't in 2016 blah 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 uh i i would have fully expected that there was going to be riots because of that because of that messaging now i don't know um he and other members of congress have come out and said that if if the election result whatever the election results there will be a transfer of power uh should should joe biden win oh has um, he said or at it? least indicated that yes i do believe he said that he, it was either in the prior debate or it was uh, in the last debate or it was around that time this last debate was very good for donald trump mm. he was you know he's done this i think he's done this a couple of times where one debate out of 10 or one you know press event out of 10 he will act very presidential. And I think that a majority of conservatives, or at least a, a large minority of conservatives, sit here like, why the hell couldn't you have been this for the last four years, or at least the last year while this crisis was going on? But within that, anyway, he did say uh, something to the effect of, "There, whatever the results, there will be a transfer of power with, you know, should Joe Biden win, mm. et cetera, um, okay. which was out of character for him. Okay. Well, I guess we uh, shall see. Um I it's funny I I'm looking at all of this and um I'm started I started thinking a few weeks ago that things are really dark right now not just about the election, but it's definitely scary with the US election and not just for the US, but when you see the fear of rioting and the fear that, you know, 
Donald Trump was stoking, and I guess maybe still is. I don't know that that's the case, but he he feels like he's not. He, it feels like he could just decide not to accept the result of the election on a whim, and that would be incredibly yeah, he will, scary. He will contest for sure. I mean, we don't know. We don't. We, it's impossible to predict if, what he will if do. If it's a landslide, I I would doubt that he would be able. Well, to Well, the it. the issue if is with Malin. With mail-in ballots, the results might change a couple of days after the the, the initial results, right? I'm I'm not wholly concerned about that, simply mm. because this election is going to be decided by like a thousand votes in a couple key states, a thousand mm. votes per state in a couple key states. Like it's not it's not like we've got to count up the popular vote, mm-hmm. you know. Like if 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 Florida, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Minnesota, if if these if these states go a certain way then you can kind of know mm-hmm. that what's going to happen, even okay. if there's a, you know, some mail-in ballots coming in otherwise. Well, um, yeah, there's, there's a chance. Uh, sorry, sorry. Can go I, ahead, Martin. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I wanted to talk uh, about the, the, the fact that he will for sure contest. And even if it's a landslide, he will contest anyway. And I was talking about that with a journalist friend of mine. Hi, Julian. <laughs> and uh, he said uh, something interesting that he could, as a trick, uh, of course, contest and bring this to the Supreme Court to delay the official the official results and delay it over and over to a point that the result could be um, somehow invalidated. I don't, you know, <laughs> let me take that one, Alex. Um, I I think he won't. I think he won't. I think he's going to accept the result of the election if he loses. Uh, But I think he will accept it officially and then complain that everything was done to rig things against him. Maybe not exactly, say, in the ballots or, you know, he's going to keep saying I should have won it. The media his, was rigged against him and stuff like stuff this. like that, Which, and to his base. <laughs> and, and well, ah, okay, um, to his base, but I think he's, he's going to be playing that card uh, to to for his life after the presidency because he's going to keep milking this forever. He's going to stay a oh, figure yeah. in the political landscape for a long time, and I think that's going to be his pitch of why he lost. Because obviously, he can't have lost because he was actually voted out, you know? It's like, oh, but you know, I should have won if this and that. But officially, I don't think he's going to do things like, you know, if he loses, unless there's reason to contest it, I don't think he's going to contest it officially. But And, and also, it's worth saying that I've, I've, heard, I've heard the Supreme Court theory, and um, I have complete faith in the system that even though he's appointed justices in the Supreme Court, they will not rule him into the presidency if he was not duly elected, even though he appointed. Does that uh, make sense? Like, yes, no, I that's agree. That's not I how agree. the system works at all. I think, I think, yes, the people like the, the weight of the office doesn't uh, affect Donald Trump for some reason, but it's an exception. It's not like everyone all of a sudden is a right. clown and doesn't do what they're supposed to do. I think the Supreme Court justices will, for something like that, will do the right thing if you know the right thing is is to and yeah i also think that the that the well i guess it might not be a republican senate for much longer after after the election perhaps but um i think that the current senators would also uh, mm. uh riot for lack of a better word if <laughs> if he tried to do something like that without due cause right if it's a bush gore problem then that's a different situation 
it. Yeah. I mean, let's be clear. If that happens, it's essentially the end of the American democracy, right? Exactly. And that's, and, that's yeah. exactly right. And and I don't think that is something that anyone, Supreme Court, Senate... I don't think you know, we're there yet. Yeah. People are not... Those people are maybe attracted by gain, but they're not insane. They they don't. I mean, who knows? But no, yeah, I don't. We're think not so. there yet. Yeah, we're not. Why there not? Yet. It could be a good reboot. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't nice disagree. Reboot. I don't <laughs> yeah. disagree. You're talking to a libertarian here. That like yeah. we should watch what conclusions <laughs> we come to. <laughs> pulls out pulls out AK forty seven. I don't disagree at all. Listen, uh, we have currently we are on our fifth republic in France. Oh, um, so it's not a bad idea to sometimes hit the reset button um and the sixth Jefferson republic was, was very emphatic about that he yeah. said you know if 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 the government ain't working get a new one well okay <laughs> we we don't necessarily need to have uh you know to remove the previous one through power of arms right that's not necessarily <laughs> yeah, the way you <laughs> but uh, or, or guillotine them in some cases right <laughs> yeah that's that was you know the first republic came after all of that that stuff uh -huh. but uh, uh -huh. okay so the, the thing i wanted to say and then we'll move on is that i really think that we're we 2021 could be a very positive year i think we should can we we are starting to see uh things get better in many different areas um i i think most people would agree that uh a second turn for donald trump is not the best thing that could happen uh, i'm sure some people would want him to be voted in again but i think a lot of people even republicans would say you know what eh, it's okay let's try something else and i think that might happen again let's not how do you well, what's the saying skin our <laughs> sheep cats uh sell the bear's skin that's different languages uh sayings but let's What's not <laughs> count our chicken the, before they're coming to roost or something like that yes, but exactly. there, you, there go. you go um they at, le I, at least 2021 cannot be worse than 2020 you know Don't you dare that's, say that that's that's <laughs> what we said about that's what we said <laughs> about 2020 2019. and 2019 yeah, yeah. um but exactly. i think that I, I I think maybe Trump is is not going to be president of the U.S. next year. I think um, it's not just about that. It's really not just about that. And the fear of rioting and contesting and all of that, I hope it's not going to happen. I think it's not going to happen. Um, and then we have the uh, vaccines for COVID that are going to be arriving. Um, and by the middle of next year, we're going to have enough uh, people that are very much at risk or health workers that are going to be vaccinated. That So things are going to slowly return to actual normality. Um, you know, we have new consoles that are coming, like movie theaters will <laughs> open again. It's like... Very it's, important. It yeah. is important. Consoles are or important. important. Yeah. Like movies, like going it. to the movies and that, like going to the movies, going to restaurants, going out by the middle of next year hopefully it can start again and that will get the economy going i hope uh you know all of those things i think now we're in the darkest times and it's darkest you know before dawn um and i again really i just i don't just mean that about the u.s election um and I, it's funny i i made an editorial about this topic uh for the patrons of the show and uh, usually I get a few comments on Patreon or on uh, Twitter or something. On this one, 
no one replied. Like, not a single person. <laughs> it was kind of like, okay, well, I guess people are not ready to hear that things, things might get better. <laughs> but uh, I really think they might. Okay, anyway, um, let's... <laughs> Hopefully. Let's turn our gaze to Japan. Um, quickly, Martin, it, what's your take on the US election as, you know, it's being discussed in Japan, if it is dis being discussed? Uh, and if not, or afterwards, how is uh, COVID going over there? So, yes, about the, the US elections, uh, I have uh, actually 27 points to develop. No. <laughs> 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 no, just just uh, two or three. But we we already talked about the, the contestation. No, I, I wanted to to to, to tell uh, something again about the uh, the Republicans that are quite difficult to uh, they they, are, they they change their mind quite um, uh, often. It's it's not really easy for for them, uh, especially for the real supporters. <laughs> Of Donald Trump, so I was thinking about that soft, uh, soft opinion that could go back, that could go to Trump and to and to Biden, and uh, I was uh, remembering of one special guy. It was he was a quite hardcore uh, Trump supporter, but he did change his mind, and uh, he was uh, very actively on Twitter trying to convince his former uh, supporters that Trump is a disaster. <laughs> so Yeah, I, I think I, there's... I, Go ahead, Alex. I, I, would, I would just like to say, because I'll probably get hate mail if I don't, that um, in, in general, historically, Republicans actually have more of a track record of compromising than do Democrats in, in, gen, in legislative, from the legislative perspective anyway. Okay. And Does also, from what I found in, in talking to people, if I, like, at least right now, if I talk to a Republican and I disagree with them, because I do on many points, because I'm not exactly a Republican, um, they, they, agree, they say, yeah, I get it, I get where you're going, but I don't feel that way. If I talk to a, uh, like, a hardcore Democrat, it's like, you're immoral. <laughs> like, I can't even say my views, because I would be like disowned is it fair to say though that you're closer to the views of a republican to begin with so it could explain why they're like ah yeah okay i did i see what you mean or it so i i i also have I, like there are things that i can talk about that are very much uh on the dem the democratic side is going to say oh you're one of us now right it's mm. really funny i i could get into like an hour long discussion about this but um it it basically like with in on the topic of civil rights on the topics of uh you know uh abortion i i do lean more blue in those respects um because again i don't think the government has any business in anyone's social life uh or how they relate to one another. Mm. So uh, I can talk about those topics, but the minute I betray some ideal that has been framed by the media as a Republican ideal, I might I, I run the risk of getting into a huge screaming match. Like it's okay. it's very authoritarian in that way. Mm. Okay, 
Uh, I won't mm. jump into that discussion, but uh, let's go back to Japan and how the U.S. election and, is seen in Japan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so my, my, my second point, and you will see just uh, just for two minutes, but you will see there's a link uh, with the Japan Japanese point of view, is, uh, of course, uh, Alexandria, Alexandria Horacio Ocasio-Cortez, AOC. <laughs> yes. It's, it's crazy. I'm uh, I'm quite a fan of her. <laughs> so it's uh, I was so surprised so that how she blew up uh, in the media and like uh, she's so powerful, she's so cool, uh, she's so badass. And uh, really, I, I wish she could be if she could be uh, the maybe the next president. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure you get uh, a lot of. You'll get a lot of uh, Democrat uh, leaning people, Democratic Party leaning people, to agree wholeheartedly, mm. and a lot of Republicans <laughs> to basically throw up at the Green idea. And carry on, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, but, uh, of course. That's that's what's so sweet about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. You know, I, I, that's I, all we need. More division, yeah. please. No. <laughs> you know, I really like her. Um, I do think that she, I mean, I think she has an incredible mastery of social uh, networking tools and of social networks. Mm. I, What she did on Twitch was crazy. Of course, of course, of course. But I can see how she's, the problem is, so, okay, here's the problem. I do think that Trump and people like Trump are making it very difficult to bridge gaps. And they're being so bullish and so aggressive that it's kind of difficult to say, oh, you shouldn't be like him. You should try to uh, to, to heal rather than divide. And I, I believe in that. But it's the, the reality is uh, AOC is using not the same message, but some of the same tools as... Uh, uh, Donald Trump is in that she's very aggressive. She doesn't compromise. And maybe that's what's needed. You know, I don't know. But and I happen to agree with many of her ideas, but I can see how if you're not on her side, you will be alienated by not what she's saying, but the way she's saying it in mm -hmm. the same way that you are with Trump with the, you know, I, so then the question becomes, is it like, okay to do it when you're advocating for quote-unquote good things again versus bad things or should you be uh, it's really the big conundrum here it's impossible to talk softly when you have some someone mm. screaming at you yeah, constantly she, she, so she of has, course she, has she quite no not i'm oh, sorry no what i meant is trump is screaming mm. all the time so it's impossible to be reasonable in front of trump so of mm. course she has to do that but it's still frustrating yeah. that she's using the same weapons kind of so yeah, yeah, maybe she 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 felt she had for to start she had no choice but fight fire with fire. Yeah. No, and I agree. I agree. She wouldn't like she yeah. would be no one mm. if she hadn't had uh, that that. But strength don't you see that that could that could have been said from the from the Trump perspective as well? Well, I, Trump, I think Trump felt like he couldn't win unless he could unless he screamed and yelled and talked about how Hillary was rigging the election. Because, because he has no all, substance. Rigged the Democratic part, part, uh, uh, okay, we're we're getting into a, a conversation that I don't want to have but here now. But I guess I guess let me let me just let me just like like smooth that over and say I lo I I love what you just did there, Patrick, because you interpreted the other side charitably, and if we if we all do that, 
if we interpret the other side, the other partisan side charitably, we get a lot clearer picture. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll so it's all there. about yelling. <laughs> it's all about yeah. It is. It really is. It's it really is. The, the and it and the dichotomy, the the unbalance of if you're yelling, then no one else can talk softly. And that's unfair. The unfairness, I guess, of the situation where you can't do things the right way in this situation if the other side is not doing it the right way. And we could get into a whole conversation there. But okay, back to Japan. Sorry, Martin. So back to Japan. Yes. And you would see that the link uh, that I mentioned is that, yeah, uh, AOC is such a special personality that it's crazy that Japan didn't, not, didn't notice yet because uh, what I see from my French point of view, living in Japan for 18 years, is that really Japanese don't even give a damn for their own politics. So they really don't care for, uh, for politics uh, abroad. So they, of course, everybody knows, everybody knows Trump. Uh, they, they are aware that he's president um but that's that's it and uh, they always take uh the news from somehow i mean especially the television uh from a gossip point of view so they mm. will mostly talk about trump's wife and of course they did and did they talk about macron's older uh, wife mm. um, and uh, that's so very... you mean just to just to be clear Japanese mm. people, the population in general, is not politically involved. Mm. They don't care and they Ex don't vote exactly. a lot. Yeah, that was my feeling they when I was care. there as well. Yeah. They don't care and they don't... And also, they, they don't want to talk about... Mm. <laughs> that's, that makes me crazy. I, I always want to talk about uh, what, what's wrong <laughs> uh, in Japan and, or in, even in France, but especially in Japan. So uh, people try to avoid... Uh, mm. <laughs> giving away what what they thought on what side they are mm. but if they are on one side on one side because mostly they vote by just by default they vote for the uh stronger party which is the democratic party liberal uh, lpd liberal democratic party uh and that's it Mm. So that's quite frustrating. Uh, is the COVID situation changing that a little bit? Or is it, I don't even know if it's going smoothly or not nowadays, or if it's uh, getting bad again. It, or... seems, mm, it seems smoother uh, than before, but there's a lot of, <laughs> of things to, to, to talk about this. But actually, yes, uh, the numbers are quite low, but... I think uh, it's mostly because there's almost no tests. <laughs> so mm -hmm. this is quite logical. No test, egal, numbers very low. Hey, why we do that? What the heck? <laughs> yeah, good idea, no? <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are quite good at it because they do it from the very beginning of the, of the pandemic. So, so first, when it started, uh, can I be a, a little bit uh, chronological? <laughs> Go ahead, but let's not yeah. do the whole year. No, 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 no. Sure, but no, no. They, they uh, until uh, they, they, they pretend nothing was happening until uh, the cancellation of the Olympics. You know, mm. but it it was already a 
hitting pretty hard and there there was many cases but uh japan was pretending no no it's okay it's okay because they wanted the olympics to to happen so badly uh they were afraid uh to be to be cancelled so mm. they they ignored and w- when it was finally cancelled and uh, postponed to next year which is very unlikely to happen <laughs> to my opinion uh suddenly they woke up and they and they said oh by the way there's a a bad virus so <laughs> you should be careful and then started by by quite magically uh, many uh, many many ways to 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 protect yourself so like a soft lockdown and uh, many many measures but uh, of course put the mask on but as you know japanese people are quite used mm-hmm. to it so mm, so yes and to go back to 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 now it's it's weird because they it seems that nothing changed they they they, they always say that really no no just uh, 300 cases a day but mm. how many tests and uh, and the more they test the 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 higher the numbers go <laughs> i mean so maybe the obviously funny how that works. <laughs> obviously the um the number of tests varies i mean the number of cases varies when you count tests um and you can also count deaths in a different way but um just to give you an example of how things are in france we have um about like 40 to 50,000 new cases a day on the days we report it um in the past few days yeah like the 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 record was 52,000 on October 25th and you know there are peaks and valleys so maybe they're reported uh, every few days so it accumulates but we're at 50,000 on the peak day which is obviously insane there was a day at 40,000 one at 42,000 now it went back down um to 26,000 but um the number of deaths have spiked today to 500. It was fairly low before. Um, it got up to a few, a couple of hundred and now 500 uh, yesterday. In Japan, uh, Finland, we have almost nothing. People are worried because there are a few dozen cases here and there. Um, mm. And it, when you count deaths, there's like one, zero, four, zero, 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 one, uh, stuff like that. Cases are, you know, it's, they spike at a few hundred, um, maybe one, two, three hundred on average. Um, but in Japan, which was what I was getting at, um, the cases are very low indeed. You have a few hundred cases every day, but the deaths are very almost like nothing. 300. No, deaths are yeah, like... Yeah, yeah. 10, uh, 5, 7, 10. So I don't know if they're counted differently, but even if you count differently, it means there are very few deaths, I'm guessing. But I heard a few rumors, but they are only rumors that they are actively hiding, uh, (laughs) especially the the, the, the death uh, count. Uh, You don't even have to hide it. You just have to not test them. Well, (laughs) I guess uh, for the deaths... This person has... uh... 
Yes and no. I think (laughs) a doctor, a doctor has to determine cause of death when the person dies of, you know, no matter what happens. So I'm sure Mm -hmm. they could hide some of them, but let's say they manage to hide half of them uh, and the other half is counted. Let's say there's double the number that's reported. That's still very few number of deaths. Um, Still, it's quite low. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they, even it's, if it's 10 times more. Even if it's 10 times more, it's still way under 100 most days. So I'm feeling like... Yes, and, and given, given the Japanese population, yeah, you yeah. can say it's, it's quite low. Mm. That's how it feels like, at least. Mm. Um, so, and, and, you know, Japanese people, are, are they uh, staying home? Or because homes in Japan are very small. I imagine it's, it's much more difficult to stay home in Japan, uh, especially if you live in one of the big cities, than it would be in many other countries. Are people yeah, staying home? Right, or? Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm, most of people. But as I said, it was just a soft uh, lockdown. So people... Mm tried to 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 do uh, some teleworking and uh, uh, at the beginning the the companies were pretty uh, not okay <laughs> to say okay uh, go back home and uh, mm. and uh, do some and work from home yeah but yeah work from home. so um, but uh, uh, so I, I even saw a commercial on television uh, about a software to spy on employees. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> to, to, to check the, the, their computers. But yes, uh, people tend to, to, to stay home. Mm. Yes, except, you know, very traditional uh, Japanese companies. Because uh, as we said in a, in a previous episode about Japan, uh, Japan seems pretty modern in a technologic point of view, but it's quite old mm. in the way uh, things change and, I mean, and uh, the administration change. It's it's gigantic company. It's essentially IBM from the 60s everywhere in Japan. That's how it feels yeah, yeah, like. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I can see I how totally they would agree. have a problem um, remote working. But um, okay, so people don't care about politics. Uh, COVID isn't too bad. Maybe the bright future mm. of tomorrow I was talking about for 2021 is Japan. That's it's just that that we will all be like Japan, although politics can be complicated, actually, even if well, people just, don't care. I think all of us should just stop testing and then everything goes back to normal. <laughs> that sounds great. No, again, the deaths still happen and you count those <laughs> deaths. But Alex, the solution you're looking for, the solution you're looking for is stop testing and stop counting deaths. Then everything's there back to normal. Go. It's that simple. Okay. Yeah. Holy <laughs> <laughs> guys. I mean, we, 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 I mean, we will die anyway one day. So. Exactly. Yes. What's a few years difference? A couple hundred thousand people die. Who cares? <laughs> we. I feel like in the US, um, we've discussed it uh, a few times and it feels like the situation is still basically the same um last time we talked to uh, tony our uh, good conservative friend he was saying the important thing is to know what you're looking for are you looking to reduce the number of cases are you looking to reduce the uh load on the healthcare system what are you looking for so he was uh, exactly. yeah and it feels like it, in my book um the trump administration is not succeeding in 
any of those metrics. So it doesn't matter which one you're looking for. It seems like things are not being done. I don't think they're being done as poorly as some people are reporting, but I think they're not being done well because of that lack of coordination and leadership. And to be fair, every single country feels like the, their government is bungling it completely. Exactly, yeah. But uh, and except I, I for do Finland, wanna, I do want to... Well, how, what's the population of Finland? No, well, yeah, that's the thing. The, the <laughs> Finland, like eight, eight people and a goat, right? It's 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 not the <laughs> the population; it's the density, right? And uh, and also, um, we have a fantastic prime minister um, who is doing a really good job at all of this. And oh, uh, how lucky! Yeah, I'm I know. very jealous. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> but, jealous. But you are. But to be I fair, I remember when we used to call our politicians fantastic. <laughs> to be fair, um, the the situation. I I wonder. That it's going to be really interesting in a few years when we have actual scientific analysis of all of this that will tell us what the deciding factors were. And I'm sure that things like remote working and wearing masks and all of that plays a role. But I'm wondering how much the um, configuration of the country is a factor in that yeah. and, and how much governments can actually do to mitigate the whole thing, you know, without completely shutting everything down to a point that is impossible. Because even countries like Germany currently, which was did really well over the spring, is now seeing an increase in number of cases and everything that is uh, leading people to say, hey, government is not doing what it should and things like that. But uh, sorry. Which is... I think that's real. That's a really good point of like what brings it back to what you said that Tony said, which is that it's not about just stopping the virus forever. It's about knowing what your goal is because you can't stop the virus. It's going to be there. I mean, I, I really feel it's important when we say this, which is true. I really feel it's important to also say, but then it's possible to do it well or not well. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And uh, hmm. so, so what's the the feeling currently? Uh, in at least your corner of the U.S. Uh, for how the virus is being dealt with? Yeah, this, the COVID situation in general. I think everyone's just done with it, to be completely honest. Um, it's, it, it, I don't think, no, I don't think anyone, well, okay. There are MAGA people, like hardcore MAGA people, who do believe mm. that the virus has been handled just as well as it could be. The current tagline is that it's a China virus. We should blame China for it. We should give China a twelve trillion dollar bill. Um, that kind of thing. Uh, I I don't know that the president is actually to blame for the the death toll or the confirmed cases or anything like that as much as he's to blame for not setting a standard like the, the president really has such a lot less to do with that stuff than, than I think we give him credit for. It's more on state and local governments at, at some point, especially because every state has to lock down or not as they see fit. So he, the, his fault was not setting a standard, not being a leader, not standing up and saying, this is the goal. These are the things we should focus on. The CDC says this, but we need to do more research on that, etc. Which is important. And also wearing a mask yeah. and all of that crap, you know, it's it's sure. not. Yeah. And his fighting against things that clearly were important was not a mm. great play. Either. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just 
to to finish up on this, I guess, um, in France, we got we're getting confirmation like in the next couple of hours, but it's not leaked, but it's been made public that uh, we're getting back into lockdown. Uh, I say we I live in Finland where things are pretty okay, But in France, um, we're getting back into lockdown starting tomorrow, I believe, like full oh, lockdown, wow, wow. Um, not not full lockdown as strongly as it was in, in the spring. The details will be uh, explained very soon but schools are still open uh, in a managed way um, businesses are still open but people are supposed to stay the f home um, and <laughs> and so this is something that could have been done before but it was just i think it was a couple of weeks ago that new measures were announced like uh, encouraging re remote working and uh, doing a number of different things and the 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 situation is bad enough it's funny you know So many people, including my mom, they were, until a month ago, they were saying, oh, the government doesn't want to do a lockdown. They won't do it. We'll be fine. It will be okay. And you look at the state of things <laughs> and you're you? like, and you're, how do you, like, that does not compute. How do you think things can keep going that way and the lockdown not come back? It's not, and they were like, no, 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 they don't want to lock it back down. It will be fine. And you're like, okay. I get, uh, all right, I guess, fine. And obviously the lockdown was always going to happen. Um, but it's funny, I'm, I'm, I was asking people on Twitter a few days ago, do you think the um, increase of the, like the return of the virus, the second wave, is due to the government's inability to handle it or the French people's um, lack of discipline? And a lot yeah, of people... Badly. <laughs> Yeah, because certainly there's some of that and maybe there's some of the government having done too little. Um, but I, I, it's interesting, a few people responded, you know, maybe it's neither of those things and maybe it's just that the virus is is back uh, because it's coming back everywhere and that's uh, the only thing that can stop it is an actual lockdown to limit social interaction like we did in the spring. And uh, yeah, but guess what? It's not going to get eradicated. So the of minute course. you open up again, it'll be back. It's uh, still no, there. The, the game, as I was saying in my hopeful 2021 uh, section of the episode, is... It's the lockdown until a vaccine. Exactly, which is until, hopefully... But think about how many doses they have to produce. That's that's a wild number. Of it's course. a wild amount of manufacturing. Which is why um, I was saying things are going to get better around next summer. Um, it is obviously it's not like, you know, January 17th, we have the vaccine approved and ready and everyone's vaccinated. I'm setting aside the issue of the anti-vax. Yeah, that's idiots, that's but... quite optimistic. <laughs> I, I right. think so, too. I really think like you it, it and there seems to be a growing um, consensus among public health workers that the goal would be to lock down vulnerable populations and just let the rest of the people go. You well, know, open up school, I mean, let children go unless they have parents <laughs> who are in vulnerable populations, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that would be, I don't know. But, I mean, uh, the way I see things going now is lockdown uh, for the winter. That Like, that's it. We're going to have to do that. And um, and keep the schools anyway, open. because it's cold outside, so. <laughs> so we who wants to go out, right? And, and keep yeah, schools yeah. open as much as possible in some managed way, because I guarantee you, 
parents are going to go insane if they have to go through the whole summer with, a, with their kids at home. It's just like mitigate as much as you can and wait for vaccines. Hopefully early 2021, we get some approved and you start by vaccinate, vaccinating as many vulnerable people as you can and healthcare workers as you can. Over a few months, uh, you have enough of those that are vaccinated that you can start uh, getting things back to normal a little bit. I don't, that seems to me like the more plausible scenario. And we're going to go towards the end of the episode, but I do want to ask both of you, do you think that scenario is plausible or is it, am I like smoking something? It's a bit optimistic. Really? <laughs> Why? What, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Bit. Usually sheer, I'm, I'm, I'm the optimist, but... Mm. <laughs> the sheer you... amount of manufacturing that has to happen in order to produce these vaccines for... Because it's not just France, right? Unless France has everything that they need to produce the vaccine, which they don't, it's got to be produced for the whole world with yeah, whatever country it develops it. No, but everyone's going to... For share or no, whatever but guys, it may be. Once we have it, once the vaccine is is approved, everyone's going to be producing it. Like you, you, well, you right? But what, there's limiting factors. Like of there's, course, there's there's certain pieces that can only come from some mine in Argentina or a lab in <laughs> France or something like that. There will be certain pieces that are this rail this railway blockage that means that you can only produce the vaccine so fast. I don't think that's how it works, but uh, maybe we will have to get someone who actually knows who's uh, what they're talking about instead of me to discuss that topic. <laughs> but, uh, and do you think do you think they will be uh, greedy enough to to keep uh, to keep the the recipe? <laughs> no, they'll share, they'll sell it. it. They'll sell it. I'm not again. I'm not saying we're going to get you know 500 yeah. million doses in two days. It's, but it's going to be, you know, I don't know, a few million a week. Um, and it's going to take time. It's going to take months. Mm. When I'm saying towards the, the summer, I'm not saying everyone's going to be vaccinated in summer. Uh, you know, I'm, going to, I'm saying enough people are going to be vaccinated that you, that you can start relaxing stuff because the people who are the most at risk and the people who are in the healthcare community mm. are vaccinated. Those are, you know, you're not going to vaccinate 59 million people or how many French people are, 70 million people um, at the same time. You're going to vaccinate maybe 5 million, you know, in, in the first again, few months. It's on a global scale. It's, no, but it's of course, million. but it's not. But Alex, Alex, it's not going to be one lab in Wisconsin that's going to be manufacturing things for the whole world. All of the labs are but going it, to be equipped. It will be certain small labs that are manufacturing certain pieces is what I'm saying. Like the, the, the indicator actually did a really it's not interesting a car, though. Yeah, it, it but it is similar. Mm. It is very similar in that there are certain compounds that are not made anywhere else. That's like this specific company has this specific recipe or whatever. I'm not an expert on it. But from what I have heard from people who are experts on it, it, it is like a car in certain ways. Okay, I guess we will have to wait and see um, what the production rate can be. But um, yeah. I don't know. You know, we produce uh, seasonal flu vaccines for the whole world in a few months. Um, and we're every set year. up for that, and we have yeah, of course for for decades. Of right? course, of course, and that's but- a. That's a different. That's a totally different recipe. All right, that's a totally then different. I I will call it. Uh, by the f- uh, middle of summer next year, 2021, 
the elderly and healthcare workers will all be vaccinated in the Western world. Amen. All right. Let's I'm go. I'll, I'll take that bet. <laughs> deal. I'll deal. That okay. <laughs> I, I, I do think that we'll all be opened up, but I don't know that it'll be because the vaccine's proliferated. All right. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, thank you, for both. President. Yeah. <laughs> please, Listen, please, uh, yeah. we have we have a wonderful saying uh, in France, which was coined by uh, a president. I think it was uh, Jacques Chirac. Let me. Um, no, let me just check who it is very quickly. Uh, I'm checking. I'm googling like a mad person. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I don't have the source. Damn it! Um, Do you remember? The, the, yeah, the no, quote? I'm. I I can't. I remember the quote. I just I want to say the but, right. But who 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 said it? So that's the problem. It's, it's I don't remember who it was. To, 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 I think it's, it's always difficult to, to track the, the, the real origin of, of quotes. Yeah, I, I think they, this one. So anyway, the quote is uh, promises mm. only uh, only like it involve those who believe them. And I, I think that like only ah. commit those who believe them. The only people committed to promises are those who believe them. And I think it's Jacques Chirac. It's either him or, or nice uh, François Mitterrand who had the amazing quotes. But mm. anyway, okay, we really need to go. Uh, thank you both <laughs> for being here and dealing with me. Alex, uh, if people want to uh, get more from you, where can they go? Yeah, so uh, you can follow me on Instagram at a Mitchell Coach. You can also follow my gym, Stronger Now, at Stronger Now Gym. You can go visit my website at www.strongernowgym.com. And uh, other than that, I'm on Facebook, I guess. Excellent. I'll link to your uh, Instagram account in the show notes. Uh, awesome. Martin, what about you? Yes. Yes, I, as you might not know, I am an illustrator, so I am drawing uh, uh, mostly every day. So I'm posting, I'm going to, to post more. I was a bit uh, away from the social networks, but I am going to post more drawings on my Twitter and Instagram, So which is Baron Malutin. So I will let Patrick uh, spell it in the <laughs> uh, episode, episode notes. And I, also, sure. I have also a dusty website that I'm going to update soon again. So please check my drawings. Baron Marutan in on yes. uh, Twitter and Instagram. The link to Twitter will yep. be in the show notes. For me, it's not Patrick. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that. If you are interested, you can follow me there. And uh, most importantly, Patreon at patreon.com slash the Phileas Club. The link is also in the show notes. And uh, if you want to support what we do, please go ahead and visit that uh, website. I think you might enjoy becoming a patron because it means you are awesome. And who doesn't want to be awesome, honestly? All right. Thank you very much uh, to all of you for listening. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Martin. And we'll talk to you, you. once we're out of all of this. Um, I mean, part of it. All right. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye.